What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TamanBaseballFan.com. Uh, I am on another nightly walk here. I, I like to do this at night, but I'm uh, especially uh, tied to walking right now because I found out a while ago I've got some uh, high blood pressure, so I'm kind of getting old sucks. And uh, <laughs> I remember when I was younger, I used to be able to, you know, kind of eat whatever one and you know, just wouldn't really matter all that much. But uh, that's not how things go anymore. So uh, my family and I are all on uh, the Whole30 diet, and so we're about to finish that up. Um, and it hasn't been too terribly bad, uh, to be honest with you. Like, cut out a lot of carbs and sugar and stuff, of course, with this diet and, uh, you know, dairy and all that. But uh, it really hasn't been bad. My wife's, like, a really good cook, uh, so that's helped quite a bit. But, um, man, I got to tell you, uh, this thing ends. And as a reward, we're able to, uh, we're going to reward ourselves with uh, some cheesecake. And I have been dreaming about this. And so we'll probably uh, prolong this whole, like, quote-unquote diet thing. It's not really a diet. It's more of a, you know, health kind of deal. But, uh, but, you know, just to be more healthy. But, yeah, I am absolutely looking forward to... Uh, to some cheesecake and uh i i love i love me some cheesecake so anyways uh i know you didn't tune in to to hear all that <laughs> so what i am going to talk about a little bit is uh i'd like to talk about uh how we can get the most uh uh excitement the most uh, interest the uh uh, the most that we can out of our collections when it comes to just uh, appreciating what we have compared to uh, wanting everything else. So I know that a lot of times when it comes to collecting, we might spend 90% uh, of our time looking for things we don't have and 10% appreciating enjoying what we do have uh, sometimes that'll be more sometimes that'll be less depending on the person um, but it's a real thing because it's like super easy to get online and hit ebay and com c and the forums and uh social media and see what's out there and uh you know i know how it is like you can search you know you can fill up your day day in and day out looking for things you don't have and uh you know, I get it. I understand. It's uh, uh, one of the the jokes that uh, that people would say is like, you know, especially for super collectors, like, what's the number one most important card to you? And a lot of people would say the one I don't have yet, <laughs> the one that I'm looking for. And uh, you know, I know that uh, when I was super collecting, I know that like there are a lot of extremely special cards that I would lock up and bring into my collection and file them away in the boxes and that was it. You know, on to the next one. And so the mail days uh, were always big. Like the quantity was like, there, there were multiple packages that would come in each day. But very few of them really meant anything. And it could have been like a $500 one of one. It was like, eh, okay. You know, hey, this is a neat card. Um, but, you know, it wasn't like, all right, you know. So uh, it was just all about getting 
the next card. And, uh, you know, I, looking back, I, I, as much as I didn't really like that, uh, how that went back then, I don't like it even more now, um, just thinking about it that way. So, you know, so I think that this uh, episode, I hope this episode will help you um, because I think, and it doesn't matter, by the way, guys, like of the, uh, the value of your collection. Like when I first got back in uh, to collecting uh, particularly Canseco cards, I would uh, get just the refractors and the inserts and parallels that really interested me. And a lot of them were not high dollar. You know, I just loved looking at them. And, uh, you know, I would set them up and I would uh, um, display them. And so that's kind of like my first recommendation uh, to you would be to display them if you can. Do it safely, do it securely. Um, but uh, yeah, display the cards so that way you have something to look at during the day if you want. Um, and uh, it's really fun that way because, you know, you find yourself... This is for me anyways. I found myself being much more thankful uh, for what I have than, you know, worrying about what I don't. You know, like there are some cards that I've sold in the past. I, you know, wish I still had, but I don't really think about those that much because what I do have is always in my face. And it's always fun. It's always fun to look at those. So, uh, you know, another way uh, so that's the first way is to really kind of just uh, start displaying them wherever you are most. Uh, so that way you can look at them and enjoy them throughout the day. And another thing uh, that would help is, uh, you know, to uh, do a really good job photographing them and having them on your computer or phone or both or the internet or whatever, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, make sure you capture them just right. Now I've done some YouTube tutorials, I think, in the past um, on how to do this, on how to best capture them. But yeah, if you ultimately, if you have like uh, a refractor or something like that, it's good to, you know, really kind of take a picture. Like you have like, a, they actually sell these light boxes, I think is what they're called. Uh, and they, they have, they allow the light to hit the refractor surface just right. And they're, they're pretty inexpensive, I believe. Um, you know, and, and so check those out. And, uh, you know, this helps two ways. Number one, you're able to look at your cards on the phone or on your computer whenever you want. And like, if you're graphically savvy, you can do fun things with rainbows and you know, all that sort of thing. But the second thing is that it allows you to be able to, uh, and this kind of segues into the third point, it allows you to be able to share these online. And so, that's a really uh, great thing as well to be able to do is to be able to uh, you know show people online what you have and, and tell a story about you know maybe how you uh, how you got uh, the card that's in your collection or uh, you know the history behind the actual card um, you know I'll give you an example of I just did this today um, there's a uh, run of 1997 Pinnacle uh, certified cards, mirrors. And, uh, you know, so the way it works out is there's a red, a blue, and a gold. And for some, there's, a, there's actually a really extremely difficult to find 
one of one mirror black, but not all the players have them apparently. But for me, uh, you know what I did is I did my little uh, Photoshop magic on them. I'll probably share these with the totally certified uh, photos tomorrow. Uh, and by the way, I actually look forward to showing uh, the cards I have online. So it's, it's really fun um, and getting feedback and everything. But uh, what I did was I was able to uh, photograph each of these and uh, bring them in Photoshop and make sure that they're lined up so they look almost like a scan uh, and line them up so the rainbow colors are like, you know, boom, 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 red, blue, gold. And uh, I was able to, you know, talk about the history of them, how uh, in 97, uh, everybody thought that the gold, the reds were going to be out of 90, the blues were going to be out of 45, and the golds were going to be out of 30, um, just like the previous year. But Pinnacle never officially announced those numbers. Uh, so come to find out, like there's like some guys out there that have, you know, 50 golds of their same guy because you know, they've been, you know, going hard for decades to get as many of the of theirs as they can. So come to find out these uh, these cards, uh, like because I think Pinnacle was on the brink of uh, bankruptcy at this point. So I think in order to really get as much money as possible out of this, they ended up uh, doing multiple runs of this uh, of this set. And uh, so instead of there being 30 golds, there might be 100 golds or, you know, whatever. I don't really know. I don't think anybody knows. Uh, but anyways, it's a really interesting uh, piece of, uh, you know, baseball card history just to kind of know, know that little piece right there. So uh, same thing goes for uh, oh, and, and so there, that was the history part, but the part of my story with those is the 97 Pinnacle Mirror Certifieds were really the first parallels, 90s parallels or inserts, that I fell in love with. And it wasn't even Kaseko, it was actually of, uh, of uh, Bagwell and Vigio, uh, because I actually picked them up in a collection, and I looked at them all together, and I go, man... These are like, these are special. They are really nice looking. And uh, so uh, I ended up selling them. And what's funny is ultimately I bought them back because <laughs> I go, man, I don't know. this. And this is before the 90s and 2000s craze came about where all the prices ended up skyrocketing or anything. But uh, I ended up getting them back for a short time and ultimately sold them later. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what I do sometimes. But, uh, but I just remember looking at them going, man, these cards are special. And so I ended up getting the Kinsecos, uh And uh, a few times, you know, I, I bought them from a collection I picked up back in 2014. And uh, later on when I sold out in 2018, I didn't have them anymore. And now I have them again. Um, and they're just real nice cards. They're not like insanely rare but they're really beautiful. Uh, they're sister cards, I guess you could call them, the uh, 97 Pinnacle Totally Certified uh, Platinums come in a very similar, uh, you know, kind of a similar way, except they were numbered. So the reds were numbered out of 3,999, the blues were numbered out of 1,999, and the golds were numbered out of 30. Now, these cards, you guys, are like, uh, 
really beautiful, but the gold uh, just might be my favorite, you know, my favorite card in my collection. Eh, maybe one of them at least, you know, definitely top 10 uh, because it's really just everything is pretty much perfect about it. So uh, thing is though, is I just shared this online is I was able to just finally pick up from the mail, the blue, which completes the run. My run is different though. My run does not have any serial numbers on the back of them. And so these cards allegedly had been uh, given out to as samples uh, to executives of, uh, of various publications and that sort of thing. So they are extremely rare. So if you think that the regular numbered versions are rare, these others are way rarer. So I'm very proud and very happy to be able to have those. Uh, so, uh, you know, all that to say, it's like you have these stories that are built in from a personal perspective and from a historical perspective. Uh, and it's fun to be able to share that online with everybody because not only are you able to tell your story, you're also able to educate everybody else uh, out there with, uh, you know, what uh, the backstory is on certain cards. Uh, so it's all fun and ultimately it allows you to kind of, uh, you know, really kind of appreciate more what you have as opposed to focusing and dwelling on what you don't. There's always going to be cards out there that you don't have. Somebody else out there is always going to have a better collection than you. Um, so all of this is just kind of a, this whole episode is really kind of baked around the idea of uh, gratitude and appreciation and uh, thankfulness. And if we look at this uh, hobby of ours in our own collections in that light, I think that we are gonna be, we're gonna feel much more fulfilled. We're gonna get much more joy out of this hobby. Extremely important guys. Like I know there's some people that are uh, legitimately stressed out by collecting because they are so focused on trying to get what they don't have. and. Y'all, like, this is not a way to collect. You know, it's not fun to freak out so much about, like, what you don't have and be on edge. I mean, believe me, I've been there before at times. You know, it's, it's very, it's not fun. This hobby is supposed to be like an outlet for us. Uh, you know, a, a little bit of a retreat from, you know, responsibilities of this world and from work and, and everything. So the last thing we want to do is we do not want to make this uh, this hobby another stressor for us. <laughs> you know, where you get to like a stressful job and you get out and you're like, okay, time to get out of the uh, out of the uh, oven and into the fire. I guess is what they say. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to be like that. You want to have you know nothing but enjoyment out of this here. So um, I don't know. Those are some those are some things I've picked up along the way in my journey here. I hope that helps somebody out there. Um, hope it helps you uh, in getting more uh, enjoyment out of your collection. Um, and also, you know, I mean, another, just as another bonus thing as well, just to kind of curb yourself, uh, you know, set a budget, you know, make sure you set a budget for yourself and, uh, you know, try to trade with people too, because all that is fun as well. I just did uh, offer a trade uh, somebody today and it was a small one and it didn't work out <laughs> you know but it still is fun to try <laughs> I would say the vast majority of my trade offers never work out uh, you know but it's just something that adds another dimension 
of enjoyment and fun into this collection, into this hobby, whenever uh, the trade actually does work out, you know. So, anyways, um, so that's all I have for you for tonight. Um, like I said, I hope that helps you. Um, if you have any other tips or other things to, uh, uh, you know, add, please feel free to uh, reach out and and uh, you know comment on this. And uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing what you have to say. Thank you all for listening. Have a great night.